Hello and welcome back to Beyond Boards, a podcast dedicated to the actions and interests of skaters beyond skateboarding. My guest today, Yuri Korotun, grew up in Klavdievo near Kiev in Ukraine, where he started skating. After working in film production for a few years, Yuri left Ukraine with his girlfriend early February 2022, right before the war started. Since then, he has relocated to Hanover, Germany, and for the last six months, aside from skating for his own pleasure, he's been dedicating a lot of time and energy to providing skateboarding lessons to children, including young Ukrainian refugees, at the Gleisdy Skate Park. He recently traveled to Berlin to premiere a mini-documentary about his work. So here's my conversation with Yuri. I hope you'll enjoy it. Thank you, thank you, man. Really appreciate you taking some time to uh, chat with me. I saw, I think you went for a skate session this morning, or did the clips you just shared on Instagram, were they from yesterday, maybe? or? It was from yesterday, because I'm like in the pretty, uh, like a schedule that I'm doing and skating all of the days right now, mostly. And yesterday we got a classes, and also we got a ZDF. For the ZDF report uh, for the German television, we got a challenge and shooting with like interviewing me and explaining of the situation because the our activities here in Hanover they have a timing, you know, and we started like a half year ago and doing like since then, since first April, super hard and like all the time work with kids. I have like a Telegram group where I have a. 45 kids and uh, they all received their own skateboards through like some other people which were helping us they meet like a treasure crew in the glaze d and stuff you know yeah so and uh, i'm all the time like in the glaze d because it's so many things happening there and i'm also like a work and communicate and put everything to my calendar so it's like actually it's super scheduled and i look when i can go for some trip for example where when i exactly working with kids when i have a little bit of the family time because also now we're talking and i asked our kids because my partner my future wife right now she's on work okay and uh, i'm like with the kids right now in the moment so oh, maybe okay. in between our <laughs> our talk they they can come and ask something but sure, they, sure. they can like watch some tv calmly so it's good <laughs> <laughs> perfect i didn't realize you had kids okay no I will explain you the situation. It's the kids of uh, Angelina. Okay, Angelina okay. is uh, my girlfriend and future wife. Right. Uh, I met her in, in Kiev like uh, last year and it's actually also like changed my life a lot because it was in the moment before a war a little bit. I was working my like a last serious project in the a huge production company in Ukraine. We were working all the time with the all kind of foreigners from around the world for all companies like Apple, Mercedes, Samsung and BMB, all, all other companies. Okay. And uh, yeah, in that moment, uh, we like uh, got get in touch and got uh, like uh, some time of traveling together in Europe. And for me, it was like a first trip, like when I haven't been at home like uh, three months. And it was uh, like because of her, because I wanted to stay. I didn't knew that war will happen. It was like a before, but like something from the November, from the last year already foreigners stopped to come to the 
companies for work, you know, my friends for Snapchat, they said that they were receiving some like letters that they can possibly receive some evacuation for them and their parents, you know, and it was like a, alarms were everywhere and I was walking in the winter, seeing like a streets, empty streets, uh, a little bit less cars and I was ruling the logistic, you know, and I all the time was looking on the streets, cars and you all the time as a skater, you know, you always focused on something on, on the streets. So it, it was exactly that thing. And for me, it was like personal alarm when we were with my girlfriend going back with some Georgian nice food uh, in the evening. And there were a lot of false bombing in that moment. And exactly from my house, there were like a police bombers running away and saying like, it seems like it was a false bombing. And it was like something close 11, snowy, cold. And I was like, okay, we have like super tiny skate park in the Kiev, 70 square meters. I have no job right now. I saved a little bit of money. My parents said like, go to travel and chill somewhere. I also personally feel it. Some of my friends feel the same vibe. Some of my friends just came to Ukraine in this moment. And I was like, I said to everybody who I know and who I, I love that I will go and, and uh, in this moment I see it like, like this because I don't want to like don't want to think about that I want to go skate in Istanbul and that's what I was doing like eating healthy food all the time rent a super cheap flat near the skate park you know near the sea because Istanbul is like a two and a half cheaper than Kyiv so it was like a pretty lovely and uh, I was skating manage everything in my work because I met Angelina and my plan before the war was to make a lot of a lot of a lot of cool things in Kyiv in Ukraine which is about skateboarding because we were working on that with my friends in the past in the many many different projects doing some exhibitions video premieres some like a different stuff just inviting the people competition being like a MC on on the competition and like organizing and making some skateboarding and filming it doing like hustling it all the time like you know mm -hmm. And um, in that moment, uh, I also worked like in the production company right. and uh, I, I was in Istanbul and I figured out that I can live in Berlin where I wanted to live with Angelina in that moment okay. and uh, come back to Kyiv, do projects in Kyiv, create my own projects and like do activities in that moment and come back to Berlin. So it was so nice that I could like uh, be between like uh, two places and be more like a uh, international because it was always my dream i always like a dream to travel and i mm -hmm. opened for myself that in 2016 you know in 2016 for like a for a europe in like yeah. before i was like in russia like three times four times in belarus in ukraine i also traveled the, mostly the whole ukraine and visited mostly really all of the cities and even been to some like a small 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 and interesting cities which was only tied with some skate event there like for example opening for kids the place where you need to make a demonstrational skating you know yeah and just like to to show and come to reach out and uh, i was al always in the competitional skating scene and uh, from like 2013 when i was even young I, with the older guys which were 
already built and good uh, scene in that moment there i was like uh, taking the places from there and starting from like 2013 receiving the first sponsors and working on this way on the skateboarding and even when i worked in the production my main thing was also the things about skateboarding because i from production i was receiving so many nice knowledges and uh, it's always was like a different projects different people like different locations and these locations i was like making photos and then going to skate some many many of these places you know yeah. and there were like so many so many skaters who also worked in the production because in kiev it's like pretty international and i was in the past like filmed a lot actually uh -huh. my brother he is a dop and he get into this work also by his own completely and uh, like my father he works with the light so he's the guy which okay. put the light on the position you know and like my neighbor in our tiny private area 7000 people uh, like a town my neighbor was like a person who was working in the production industry so he was nice dude and he got in touch my brother and uh, my father mm -hmm. and I accidentally came to it like when I was 22 okay. and I, actually it's it's also like changed my life a little bit in the good way because of the environment and because that I started to appreciate time like thousand times more yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what, what exactly were you doing in production what, what was your like uh, role uh, firstly, uh, it was like a runner and like a chaperone, we call that, when you were like meeting the people, bringing the people from the place A to place B, solving some small tasks. All communication depends on the language. I speak like from now, I can speak a little bit five languages. Really? Uh, wow. So I do speak English, uh, Ukrainian, German, uh, Spanish, German a little bit. Like with kids, I can communicate look, and Russian. Okay. I can speak like also perfectly, but with my own accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, my job was in that moment, it was the main job is communication and that uh, people and everybody is informed what is happening and that everybody is safety, that everybody in the place, that everybody having everything, you know, yeah. in this moment. And also in the set, I was like uh, hustling and buying some like a Red Bulls ice cream and given to all of these dudes which was doing the serious job because when you had this time what should you do watch your phone I don't know yeah it's not interesting <laughs> there is a process around you and then I got to the position when I started to be a part of an organization of this project and I started to be an assistant to producer and that were like a, a lot I think eight nine big projects for me in this position which was super super lovely like last one was uh, mercedes-benz mm -hmm. huge advertisement it's like nine minutes it looks like a documentary a little bit and uh, it was uh, filmed in the in this all abundant places some like uh, in the kfc in the some forests in some like uh, destroyed places and uh, it was like a 20 days of like a full job for me with uh, meeting and bringing like uh, more than 60 people and i had uh, like a 10 people which were meeting everybody like a little bit less like six and uh, 20 drivers Wow. And all of this, like six and 20 drivers and 60 people was 
mostly ruled by me in the way of the all of the documents, in the way all, of all of the logistics and all of the stuff. Sometimes we were checking each other, but the, this is, was my main, main job, like where everybody is and where is the car. I was, here is the radio, here is the AirPods, here is your handy, your laptop standing, you make an, a timetable, you know, for somebody mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> to, to be in time, do, do not uh, spend money and uh, don't waste like like time yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so let's bring it back to to the beginning skateboarding so, yeah 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 uh, <laughs> i don't want to ask only about skateboarding but uh but yeah i'd just be curious to uh, have you tell me a bit about how you found skateboarding how you started so you're around 26 around there right yeah yeah Tell me about when you started skating and, and maybe tell me a bit about where you're from in Ukraine. I think you're from a, a city very close to Kyiv, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the city which is uh, close to Kyiv. And also maybe if you were checking the news, you were also hearing about the Bucha city. Yes, of course. And it's like uh, seven kilometers from the Bucha city. So okay. it's like super close. And um, yeah, I started to skate. Uh, it was like a different levels because I have a photo when I'm standing on the old Soviet uh, board, like a Kashtan. It's like a uh, Ukrainian board, Ukrainian Soviet board. And uh, I was standing in front of the my father's working car. He was like uh, bringing deputies also from the place to place, probably in that moment. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was like a, so nice and black and white an analog pictures from that uh, time so I was like five six years old but my brother he got a, his uh, skateboard when I was already like 11 or 12 okay and he didn't like it and a little bit use it a little bit and it was a bit more for a freestyle and there was space for a, a feet to put your feet to make it roll somehow yeah. then it's you go, can easily roll down and put to the prima you know so you can stand on it so I just tried it a little bit, started to skate because we got it only asphalt. And it's, it was a, some Kiev guys was laughing from me because I was all the time telling that I'm like uh, from the place where I just had a piece of the asphalt and I was using that. And I was skating mm -hmm. that, building that something. And then in the future on the competition, there were, there were jokes about this. And the thing is that we got a, in 2008, big competition is this super tiny village. It was also organized. Also, my older brother, he was a part of the youth organization and they bring like many musician groups, many uh, like uh, athletes of the big sports and stuff. And also they built a nice, nice, nice skate park there and they made like a BMX event and skate event. Okay. And in that event, I came and I saw firstly time like I was doing some like only a little bit and I was only watching like skateboarding like from something like an MTV and this was my main channel from that mm -hmm. so because sometimes we didn't get so easy to all of the technologies to all of the comfort and it all always depend where you are and in what time it's happening sure. you know because like a Three years ago, it was absolutely different life, high tech. Like that time, it was not the same level. And you were in the between both, you know, between both uh, of these levels. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were like a nice guy, MC, which were like a lot of telling and organi organizing everything. And he uh, saw my skateboard and tell that if I will be in Kyiv, I should uh, come and pick up his like a 
cream complete. He has some like a cream board, big wheels and some Rukus trucks or something like okay. that, you know. <laughs> and for me, it was like a, the first like a skateboard, which is like a American or something like that, you know, which is worth. Yeah, yeah. And which you can use already properly. And also in that event, I get in touch with the, some guys from Bucha. Mm-hmm. They are already was doing the tricks and stuff. And I first time I saw like a guy's doing like a nice only 50-50, 360 flip, kick flips, you know, backside flips and stuff. And I was like, wow, you can roll your skateboard like that. really? <laughs> <laughs> and I got so much energy in that moment. And my parents, they didn't allow me to go outside our the town because it was sketchy. And now I understand why they were not allowing me many things in, <laughs> in mm. some moments in Ukraine. But uh, my friends started to come to my city, Klaudievo, so this yep. small town, and uh, learn me tricks. So it was funny. We were playing the game of skate and they were like literally showing me like first in my life fake backspin when I see. And I was like, okay. And I first try did it. And I was, whoa. Really? <laughs> and then wow. like the next, <laughs> next one, fakey health cap, you know, because you were skating already like two years and you love it like till the bones, you know, yeah. and you get in touch with somebody or something and you just like want to continue do it and make it and make it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so this is, uh, this is how I really started in this super tiny place. I was like a first actually skateboarder there. And then after that, there were like a couple of friends and uh, there were like a, my best friend also in that time he was like a skating 10 years or something but then then he quit and many okay. people were like quitting all the time so this is what the problem you needed to to stick to it yeah 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 always to push uh, sometimes alone and just find the people on the spots you know because yeah. this is how it works and so how old were you when you started you talked about 2008 but you started a bit a little bit before that Uh, yeah, I think I started to push even like from age of the six years, I was pushing this Soviet skateboard. So it was fun for me when I was six years old. Okay. I started to skate probably when I was already like 12. So my, my experience like 14, probably this uh, spring will be 15 years old because it was a uh, 20.08 spring, probably something like that, I think. Okay. And so when did you start getting like uh, hooked up by sponsors? So I saw that you have a few sponsors right now uh, and we'll, we can talk about that in a second. But tell me about maybe your first sponsors. Did, did you get sponsored by like a shop maybe in Kiev or? It was very interesting actually because I, I got a sponsor and my first sponsor was a deck sponsor and they wasn't from Kiev. In that moment, they were like a pretty nice making the decks and a nice brand and they were called like a mustache skateboards okay <laughs> and uh, and they were doing the funny funny boards with the faces with the mustaches you know? okay okay uh, <laughs> yeah that was that that was fun in that moment and the, i was sponsored by them and i was like on the flow re receiving a 50% discount and buying pretty cheap these boards. Okay. And uh, then in 2013 also, I started to win some first competitions, going to Kyiv, uh, reaching out to more other people. And uh, in that moment, I received my other sponsor 
from the Dnipro city. Okay. And those guys were more like more deeply into skateboarding and uh, like Andrew, the main guy who was ruling this brand, he was uh, in the LA and he, the Baker Boy distribution was official. He'd been like there in their skate park, skate oh, shop, yeah. communicating, they were bringing this stuff. I was like a, a liking Baker and Desvish in that moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, super much because it was like a, that, that videos was absolutely different realities between to compare it like right now, you know? Yeah. So you told me a little bit about working in uh, film production right before you left uh, Ukraine. How are you sharing your time and your effort between skating and the film production job? Like how, how much time did you spend doing uh, each thing? Actually, uh, I found in the production in that moment even some better balance uh, than with some other jobs because I got from the like a tiny place to the Kiev and uh, I rent my first flat when I've been to university mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it was like uh, seven year years ago, I think. Okay. And uh, in that moment, I, I was uh, going to the different type of works because in Kyiv, you if you want to live and you you rent an apartment, you need to have a money, you need to work in this moment, and you studying in the same time, and you want to skate in the same time. Yeah. So there were like a, all the time in the Kyiv, you needed to be like a one person, which doing like a things of seven persons. Yeah. If you are like a really like individual which wants to do something you know because like in many many positions like government and some social things like didn't work out well so you needed to really be hard on that and i was just like working and skating and sometimes my schedules was in some bars in the uh i was working in the bar in the shopping mall in the making a coffee in the super nice places in the restaurants in the hairdressing i was working in the uh, some fancy bar in the hairdressing okay. then after that i was like uh, sitting in their hairdressing bar and thinking that i'm like uh, earning something like a uh, 15 euros right now for my like a uh, six hours and what the fuck i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> so i started to like uh, to think a lot because i was skating but my job wasn't any interesting because of skateboarding you couldn't uh, make so many and reach to so many things because you was a little bit closed you got only like a 90 days of traveling it was like always like some something you know like a more complicated and schedule that you really uh, needed to hustle a little bit more in this way and combine some work some freelance work and like skateboarding yeah. and the step to the production was a good step because i found there good people, uh, super lovely people, which were tied with skateboarding community uh, mm -hmm. as well. Like executive producer is also no all skateboarders of Kyiv, you know, and she is like a 45 years old and she was inviting probably many of people to some shootings in the future or something like that. And because of some uh, these activities, because of this uh, touch and stylish people inside, you know, and uh, Uh, people was the main thing which were motivating me, you know, and I was like, uh, I'm very glad that I, in my way I was meeting many, many good people and I'm very grateful for that, that it's happened uh, somehow and I don't want it, don't plan it and it's just happened, you know, <laughs> and this is how it is and this is, I think, how it should be when you just like uh, trying to go some your way. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. Hustling, yeah. So tell me about moving from Ukraine to Germany. So you told me earlier that you um, you left a little bit before the war 
And uh, you talked about going to Turkey, right? To Istanbul. Yeah. And so tell me about deciding to leave Ukraine. And when you went to Turkey, did you think that you were gonna go back to Kiev, or did you decide to go to Germany? Like, tell me about this departure, basically. I actually went, went there with my backpack and my skateboard, you know, and in Kyiv I had a, I had a, like a lovely flat where I was living like the last uh, six years completely with a lot of the plants and stuff, trophies, winning things, caps, like many, 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 many of things. And in that moment, like it was pretty hard. And when exactly war happened, I was like, we were in Antalya in that moment. And it was like a morning and I like uh, run away to the mountains and started to scream and, and, and cry in that moment when it happened. You know, I, I was so far and I didn't know what can I do right now from this moment. I felt about that, that something can happen. But like now it's happening and your action, like, you know, and yeah. you're like, uh. mm -hmm. and then I was working actually as well in that moment a lot and started to use the media, started to help people with the logistic because many problems with the Internet and stuff in that moment. So there were like a, from the first beginning, a lot of some social, psychological work, just like sometimes it's just even that work, which you just need to do and don't ask no one about anything, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? <laughs> and my plan was actually not uh, uh, to leave completely Ukraine with everything. And I didn't plan it. And it was like a vacation when it okay. happened. Like we've been in Natalia, 25th of February, we've been in Hanover, in airport in Hanover. My girlfriend, she lives here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in Hanover, like a border officer asked me, what should we do? It seems like you will stay because I already spent all of my days in Europe, my previous trip. And he said like, okay, you can, you can come. And I came and like, a, I was working with people, talking, helping, making some logistic, uh, reposting some information and doing many things in that moment. And like, after like, I think on the third or fourth day, I already started to step on the board. And when I went to skating mm -hmm. in that moment, it was like a super crazy for me. And the focus was like a, unimaginable on this action and the the way how you come to the question of the fear or something is already not exist i think anymore yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so you mentioned that you were thinking of going to berlin uh, what made you decide to to stay in hanover instead of uh, going to berlin war war it's like imagine then in in europe there are already like a six million of Ukrainians in the whole Europe. Yeah. And in the Berlin, there are 200 thousands of people. My friends now, they are already half year or not half, like four months living in the Berlin and they are hustling from the flat to flat. And in the Berlin, it can be sketchy. And I, I see like some like other things which are not happening here, you know, we because there I also see importance to help, you know, and to be there in activity to organize their people to do some classes there for kids, for adults, because I see my dudes uh, just like uh, getting lost and some of them like doing super good. And some of them just like cannot do anything. And it's not depends, are they in Ukraine or are they in the Europe, you know? So it's just like, uh, 
interesting how some people can act in this moment and you not always agree with everybody in your community and not always like completely support it. Only like kids understand it and only those who was always pushing something, doing, working for skateboarding, those like knows uh, that uh, it's like a difficult situation and important work which should also be done, you know, yeah. and uh, otherwise these kids just will be uh, spread in their own societies and uh, they won't be in touch with the other cultures and these things and I just want to make it that we all from the one place because this is how I feel like I I don't feel that I'm like only Ukrainian I'm like uh, from the earth you know and yeah, this is the thing we need to take care more in this level and in Ukraine because of the education many of these questions which I tell you and you understand completely parents of the kids and kids don't get at all you know mm -hmm. so you need to work with the boss and work with the people to get in touch and to explain some important information because so many things was so digital and so like this 21 century and stuff but some other things in some education or some other things because of some infrastructure in the small towns or because of the Soviet Union people was a little bit broken and you mm -hmm. felt that you felt that, that your your parents was a little bit broken some other parents was a little bit broken and everybody was a little bit broken because of that disaster mm -hmm. so tell me about arriving in Hanover and I, I want to ask you about like the skate lessons that you're doing at Gleis D and everything but Tell me about the first few months in Germany and settling in in Hanover. How, how was this transition? I'm sure you were very concerned with the war and maybe texting or calling your friends and your family in Ukraine. And uh, tell me about It's those still, first I few months. Still, still do it. Still, like, uh, this communication is so huge. And uh, yeah. I subscribe, like, on 1,500 people. And I always was, like, into people. And people was always my main motivation, you know. And just, like, I feel bad when I don't ask somebody, like, a question when I see his story or something. Because now I see that this story can be important. Yeah. Not, like, in the past, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, my feeling was, and how I get in touch with, like, some work... I started to skate and it's fire, I think, in the skate park in Hanover. I met, met Dan. It's a, like a legendary skater from Hanover, very nice dude, 40 years old. And he was like my super big motivation in that moment because he was example of the super nice family guy and which in 40 years old skating so good with the transitional skating and the hard technical tricks and stuff mm -hmm. and uh, he also had uh, some like uh, networks and I we were talking he felt my problem we talked with him a lot in that moment and he actually even after that was hosting a kid and taking care of the kid for a whole half of the year because of this network and the communication and that was like a help from from person to also bring from the Kiev and come to Hanover, you know, and to live here a, a little bit, you know. And he also, like, uh, get me in touch with, uh, like, a Glaze D community and yep. with the older guy from the Glaze D community, Heiko, with whom we build this whole process. And I said that what I can do 
what I was doing in my jobs because I already in the past I had a concept of the skate school but I didn't make it because you know I knew that I cannot I didn't want it to like learn money but I wanted to live you know and I just know when when something is not enough it was so often when something is not enough and I don't want to have this feeling that something is not enough in this moment so uh, and uh, I got a concept of the skate school in the covid time in the covid moment and i mostly i was like you know i planned it tomorrow morning i am posting the skate school and tomorrow morning i wake it up and the producer invites me for some nba project and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> it happened in that moment so uh, tell me about the skate lessons that you do over there so i i checked out your instagram of course you seem to be giving like classes to young kids and i understand a lot of these kids or maybe all of them i'm not too sure are uh, young refugee kids from ukraine and so tell me about how skateboarding is helping them and and how how does a, a class usually take place do you talk with them at all about the war about what's going on or do you just focus on the skating and try to you know have them not think about the war for once and just kind of focus on skating and enjoying themselves it's a big it's a big question yeah. <laughs> you know i will try to structure that all of this year what we are doing they so like happy to come and to visit the classes and we started actually this uh, school not with skateboarders at all It was like a kids from the expo uh, from the Mesa Galende uh, here in Hanover it's a point where like uh, people come to the camp area where they have some of this environment to stay for some moment okay. and uh, I already experienced that there were a lot of kids I already spoke to Dan to Heiko and uh, we got in touch with other like uh, social workers and uh, I made something like a poster with like a Ukrainian flag when i'm sitting my picture in the mexico on the workshop with the kids which been in that time uh, and the qr code when uh, where i'm in ukrainian explaining the information for the kids that uh, we can do the classes a uh, glazed d about the situation how it happened a little bit and and so on mm -hmm. and uh, this is how it happened we also make a posts in the expo and next days we got like 25 kids and it only was like a kids from the expo and they okay. never skated and they were like absolutely different uh, cities different mentalities because sometimes language a little bit changed from city to city sometimes even mentality changed hard way from city to city you right know? yeah yeah and uh, this is how how we started and uh, in the way there were like uh, so many skaters which are spread in europe coming directly to hanover to reach out to us like ukrainian skateboarders ukrainian kids those who are in germany you know there were like all the time it's uh, like a skaters like a circle they come in planning to come, come we write in chat and that some somebody will come after he will finishing something where he needs some advice, you know, <laughs> and uh, something like that. And the thing is that Ukrainian like skateboarding is younger than like European, is younger than American. And have you, have you seen actually the revolution on the concrete? Yes, the documentary By about Brandon. the, the my, um, what is it called? The my, my Maidan, Maidan, Independence Square. Right. Like a, yeah, I saw yeah, it a few yeah. months ago. 
Yeah, it was like about skateboarding and revolution. It's also like damaged us a, lo a lot in that time because, you know, I was going to the, the revolution, bringing the warm clothes to the people because we all were about the West and they wanted to put us to the East, you know, and we didn't want that. We wanted tolerant life to everybody, to all of the type of the societies. Mm -hmm. And uh, that film and that movie shows like some of the examples how it's really happened with Ukrainian skateboarders that somebody can become just an alcoholic and somebody can become just a, a worker or like absolutely quit skateboarding for the all his life mm -hmm. but many people who were doing the interesting things you know for me personally they always like skateboarders because even when they were like hustling to 300 days a year working and skating like uh, 10 times and when they were skating they were like with gang like they used to be and skating good you know so that vibe that good vibe and connection felt anyway in that moment and like and it's for kids you know kids uh, uh, started to improve themselves and they became a skaters with the time and i see already like some of them are like going even too hard into already skate uh, like a brands and uh, all of the trends you know and yeah. they uh, they already have their own communication and things skating together in some other skate parks which i also was trying to build not only hold them in the glaze d and bring them from the place to place because like Hanover is not super huge city mm -hmm. like Kiev is actually big capital yeah, yeah. <laughs> with ma many many things and like uh, I see it like uh, here there are so many cool kids which need uh, the help and I'm lovely want to continue do it while the war is finishing you know and then like we will easily can do something in Ukraine, do some project there and create and so many people can come back in that moment. So it's needed like I think everywhere. In the Stuttgart I saw the young community, like 20 kids. In Berlin, like I think if I will go to other German cities, I also reach out there to them because you know, Sometimes Ukrainians also because of this way probably of knowing about geography and history and other things, they can think probably Germany. Yeah, Germany is the main country where we need to come, you know, when they're making the decision where to go. And uh, so many people just uh, not don't knowing completely where they're going and facing the things what they don't used to face, you know, and I already like experienced this bureaucracy system people, environment, infrastructure and other things and uh, I just like see how I can be useful so I trying to do that also in the way of the talk with them you know yeah. when you just like a discussion some important things when you discussion how you literally need to act to the woman because many of people don't know that and can be rude exactly like a 14 16 years old guys you know and you just like need to explain them by good examples and by some things like that all of this kind of processes also like a that you do, cannot uh, leave the trash and things, you know, and mm. like many things, because I feel this responsibility, I don't know why, on my mind shoulders, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but because maybe their parents missing sometimes uh, some of these things, but like my grandmother, she is the hero of the work, 
in the mathematics, she was like a teaching kids and she'd take care of all my education when I was child because my parents were busy, they were working and we were going to the museum. She was telling me about the school, about the kids, you know, then I get to university and I wanted to travel and skate and I just choose the languages and I, I got an interest. I don't only want to travel and skate. I got some interests, but I didn't want know what profession I want to yes, have. Yes. I got into the knowledges, learned pedagogy psychology, history, literature, such beautiful projects and was so lucky that in my university was no corruption because in other they there was the exist and people was paying for their marks and from my university oh, yeah. people was thrown away who was paying money for studying, you know, they were thrown away when they were not coming to the university. Right. And this was also was a nice thing Then I learned all of this and I was already a little bit like a kind of prepared for some activities with that for the communication, like through the university system, through the, so many discussions, some like uh, writing all of these diploma works and like uh, so many of works which was about the languages and sometimes we could tie it with the skateboarding and with the, your activities, you know, it was open. Bring it back to the classes. Um, so it's a skate. It's at a skate park called Glace D, right? Yeah, yeah, Glace D. So how many sessions per week do you do? Do you organize? And how many kids do you get to teach? And and yeah, as I said, like, uh, and you just talked about it. Uh, so th there are kids from all over, uh, not just uh, from Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. First two months, it was like uh, two times a week. Okay. For like uh, at least six hours and. Mostly all of my focus to the kids, to the filming, to the instruction, everybody, you know, in this moment, then like another person, then giving some order to with the trick and going to the other person. So it's always like in this moment, then uh, it got to the system that it was like a four days a week. Okay. So it was like a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Friday and one of the weekends. And uh, usually I just like uh, tell kind of my calendar when I can do all of these activities to make them happen. So and uh, in the way of the kids in our group, there are like a 40 people. Sometimes randomly oh. can come only skateboarders to our classes can come 25 kids. And okay. I see like other 10 kids scooters, 10 kids mixers, Ukrainians, some other people like a German people. All other people, sometimes also we invite them and they come and reach out those who want to make some yoga stretching or oh, eat yeah. and share the food, for example, mm -hmm. because we also do that right now. And this is the, that activities which we have. But from the early beginning, I got a like a, in my head, like a, all of the ideas which would be so lovely to create with like a, working in the way, not only learning, cooking and doing these activities that you can organize kids like in the school, you know, like I was having the practice of teaching the English from the fifth grade till the like 11th grade when you are writing what next 45 minutes, what kind of lessons will be right now and what kind of topic you're gonna discuss mm -hmm. and step by step go and do some activities like that because I already, you know, in my head many times I I got a question so that so many things needed to be told and the information should be given because 
it's very important and I, I, I don't know, I, I see it like this. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, uh, you know, for example, we, yesterday we got a shooting with the TV and yesterday was like a 10 kids. Also, kids okay. having their own schedule. Ukrainian kids always help in parents and they, they more adult from the teen age and, and already having the schedule, you yeah. know, sometimes. Or, or not having the schedule, but not super organized, but having a lot of things to do, you know, and they learn in organization. Mm-hmm. So it's like a unstoppable work in the way of the people. And also, you know, I'm not only con- concentrated on the skateboard there. And I also do a lot of the work and giving the scooters to the German kids, talking with them in the German, giving the mix to the other people and the okay. helmets and stuff when it's needed because uh, there are so many kids. Sometimes I want to see more skateboarding there and I feel like we create skateboarding there completely because of mostly there are so many like uh, MTB, BMX riders, scoot riders. Sometimes it's complicated to skate because I, I know how it can be. Yeah. And that's why I like to do also classes in the different skate parks to manage that. So... Uh-huh. I just wanted to ask you also, I think you mentioned yoga at some point not too long ago. So how much uh, do you teach them about not necessarily yoga, but like, uh, how do you say, flexibility or like stretching and taking care of themselves or stuff like that? Stretching some exercises from yoga because I I do it by my own. I do a lot and already like, I think four years I I do like yoga movements Uh and with them, we started from the early beginning, and you know, it was like a, I don't know, like a lesson from the university where like students were doing the exercise, which a coach was telling, you know, and it was already not a school, something more interesting for more flexibility and for more stuff. So we're doing like a 15, 20 minutes, and I literally amazed of many of them you know mm-hmm. <laughs> how they like quickly get in touch with things and i and i see how it really works and yeah. and like it, it's so lovely that they are doing that some of the older guys they like like to talk in this moment or can be like you know showing off yeah, a little yeah. bit like, <laughs> like like not doing too completely i'm organizing them in this moment and they like trying to make it better and but it works with them. I tell them all the time information why it's needed. Sometimes I tell them story about, uh, for example, I just been in the Berlin trip. Oh yeah, and yeah. we we got a lovely premiere. Then, right. but actually, I was so focused on the filming from the morning till the evening till the end when we left. So and I like literally slammed so many times. And yesterday I was when I was telling that I was telling like. Guys, we need to make a very good one because I feel it like I'm super needed right now and I skate it so much. So when I just like explained him some situation when it's really needed, when you can fall down, for example, but don't hit you up uh, because you prepared, yeah. your body prepared, you know how to fall, you know how to like mathematically think about all of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you just talked about Berlin. T- tell me about that, that trip. So, so you went there to premiere. Uh, well, you went there to skate and to film, as you said, but you, you... No, no, no. The main destination was actually the video premiere. Okay. Uh, because uh, for me, it's like a premiere together with the Adidas and the Solo magazine with all of these projects, which we did with Torsten. It was like a super lovely, beautiful people. Yeah. Uh, nice, like a... So nice video. I very till the end loved how how the edit looks, you know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. 
When is it coming out? Do you know when it will be online? Uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing that. I think it's going to be super soon. Okay. And uh, also, I, I went to Berlin with my friend from Hanover with whom, uh, with Torsten, we filmed already five minutes, like a project, like a documentary, you know. So there is a skateboarding and what is more about skateboarding. And uh, now I also have already from four to five minutes, which I already prepared and was preparing uh, since my first days here, you know, because I was all, always into some missions when I got this time. And uh, I'm also, uh, my friend got a possibility to come to the Berlin and uh, he has a car and he has a lot of uh, like lenses and all of the equipment which needed few cameras. Mm -hmm. And we were like a film me so productively, so good. And uh, actually I'm very, very, very excited and happy because of this trip. You know, I, I came, I saw the video, I spent maybe like a, an hour and 30 minutes in premiere drink a tea thanks uh, thanks to everybody and just like uh, left and thought like, okay it's so nice party so nice people but i feel like i my muscles my back my sword muscles they need a chill right yeah, now yeah. and the horizontal position which needed to be yeah taken. you needed to lie down yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so are you working on like a only skate part or are you working on a, maybe a part for adidas or for your other sponsors or Actually, I was, uh, I can explain my situation about the sponsors actually, because I have a board sponsor from Ukraine, which ruled my, my friend and we in the, like a good communication and actually he's also ruling the skate Ukraine, uh, community oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Ukraine, yeah. you know, he is a nice guy and I always trying to also help him with some vision, with some things. And, uh, it's like just like a relations where you don't spend so much boards in this moment and it's not easy to deliver and boards soon be gone in in the way of the production so we need to take care about some uh, new uh, mm -hmm. delivery probably or something like that but it's it's like in this way i i see it uh, sometimes super complicated you know because so many work done on the humanitarian side you know with the bringing and spreading the things for free in this moment so uh, i was like a, i don't know <laughs> yeah What's the board sponsor? Is it First Skateboard? Uh, is that the name of your board sponsor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're still in business? Are they still able to like function? They mostly support everybody on the competition. So it's just like, I don't know, it's a donational brand, which more like now just gives everything yeah. or, or like sell everything so cheap, you know, and uh, and it's many, many with many brands it happened. And in the past, they got a nice uh, like a skate shop, which was supporting me and Kiyu. But I even, you know, I, I was thinking that it will be better than they will support somebody else than me sending uh, through some logistic problems, some stuff for me in this moment, mm -hmm. you know, okay. so they could use some young skaters, which like more needed uh, this. And I didn't think about in the sponsor way that much because I also was working and could buy myself some things. And I was uh, supported by Central Mall in Kiev, pretty fancy place. And uh, two years I was like receiving a lot of the clothes, like a Carhartt, Stussy, some like a British nice uh, and underground uh, and fancy brands and like uh, just you uh, fashion is also something nice and something which i also like to see and uh, and style you know how people can be different at all yeah and uh, 
in that time I was like receiving, receiving many things uh, and kind of collecting them and, and working, you know. Okay. Yeah, and all of these things were like in this time already during the war sent and given for free for people. And I literally give so many of these car hearts to see and you know, many skate brands things to get people feel warmer, better, and uh, just like making this circulation in the air. So I'm very thankful that it was happening. And uh, to answer the question that you said, like, is it a part for the Adidas? I would love that it could be a part for the Adidas and I would love to make it so good that it can be something like this. So I just will keep it working and uh, to want to actually to reach out for the Adidas and Thorsten Frank for uh, all of the work which uh, they did and uh, all of the support with shoes, with expenses for travel and for everything. So it's something what I very appreciate and feel very real and uh, feel and very care about. So I will just continue work uh, on it. And so what are your like next uh, projects? What are you going to work on in the next few months? So I guess you're going to continue doing the skate lessons and skate yeah. for yourself, of course. But uh, yeah, what do you have planned for the near future? Yeah, I would love to make kind of school, which will be not only about Hanover mm -hmm. and will be about whole Germany more. And in the future, I would like to make it in the even like a kind of skate camp way that uh, it can be a few instructors, a lot of activities. So there can be some support for these activities and the kids can have it like a best time somewhere else because I also experienced like a skate camps in my life and I know how cool they can be because in Ukraine, the guys was doing a very nice events. Events mm -hmm. was always good. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, you know. So I want to continue completely working on the like with the skateboarding and in the way with the kids as well. And it's even not depends where I'm staying because I want to also I'm working on the website and on some like a complete vision of all of uh, this project and how how I see it. You know that I can easily represent it and show all all of the goals and activities which were done and all of the like a. Something concretic, you know, something uh, which is has a tangible. Yeah, yeah, something, something like when you read and see, you understand how you can get in touch with that, or like uh, how you can be help, or how you can be come inside this community for yeah. studying and and things, you know. And also, I want to spread some ideas through that. I always, when I was in Ukraine, I didn't like when people acted not like super nice. And I always was telling to people who are not acting nice that they are not acting nice. And uh, I wanted to spread some ideas through the, this project is, will be about completely skateboarding and school activities and different things. But I also want to spread ideas about the tolerance, about uh, some important things, maybe to do some social skate humoristic small movies, you know, where you can, I don't know, show me, for example, that I'm like a last bastard in the world throwing away trash and, and being bad to show this example that it's so not good, you know, <laughs> and to show the dirty things in the skate park or something like that. Because I always like, I don't know, I wanted to use all of these things to just like try to be a 
little bit of useful, at least in that audience which I have, you know, because with the time I, I see that many people really appreciate that and many people really need that. And, and when this is happening, then you need to continue do what you're doing because I see importance in this, uh, all of the activities and movements, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And it's not only about like a tricks, it's not about no, tricks. It's important, it's like a filming like a design, like a building, and uh, to do all of these activities and involve somebody more than only me that it can be done, it's like so lovely and kids will be happy to do that in the whole Europe, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're going to stay in Germany then? You're not planning on going to another country or...? I can change the place of living in the way of the country and uh, I think it can be Lisbon. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the many reasons and the uh, financial situations also matter. Situational with rent. We nine months we were searching for the flat in the Berlin all the time. We were being in Hanover for times. We were going specially in car just to see the apartments, check them out, and uh, then they were like canceled in the way. Mm. You know, so it just was impossible to rent a flat even when you have a budget for that and the budget is okay. Yeah, you know, even in this in these moments it's so complicated. In Hanover, it's uh, like a difficult also to find a nice place. And if you find a place where you want to stay, it's the same price than in Berlin, for example. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is that then you cannot uh, like figure it out completely uh, being in Hanover, you know, because the Hanover is a tiny city. And uh, it's, it reminds me like a town village wide where you see horses sometimes and some farms and things and it's like lovely area and calm area and that's why I came here in the beginning you know and that my girlfriend from here and yeah. when I traveled last year in November I fall in love with Hanover you know in the first time because it reminded me about of the my area but through other perspectives through perspective of all of the infrastructure around and like uh, but the same forest the same nature you know and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah and kinder people in some ways and more like a closer to each other yeah but L- lisbon should be pretty cool as well yeah so uh... but i want to make it like that that i want i can come to berlin to hanover to stuttgart maybe to the more and more more german cities because I lived in Germany. I felt connection with Germany. Our kids, they speak German. I will learn German language because I want to learn German language, you know. And uh, Portugal, right now, it will be like another step. Yeah. It will be uh, like a sunny place. And I, I never been to, for example, Spain or Lisbon and skating the whole winter summer because we were skating minus 20 in the underground sometimes, you know, in the gloves, underwear uh, and like many clothes. Yeah. And uh, sometimes there were no skate parks and we, okay, we will go to the street and like we will skate minus seven from the stairs, you know, <laughs> when it's no, snow somewhere lane, but not everywhere. Yeah. And you just like wanted to make it. So yeah, I think it will be uh, like from this perspective, nice, but I will prepare uh, until till my moving to the Lisbon, I will prepare and make my project to be uh, like more working and I'm making through the bureaucracy system that I can be like as a freelancer, you know, then I, I, yeah. then I don't have a kind of contract because it's also in the way of the law and the bureaucracy and the, how everything is work sometimes it's not that how I used to see and how I used to work, you know, and you need to get in touch and sometimes it's needed more time and sometimes 
over communication is needed you know and it's good that it exists that there is a people which can get in touch with you and a little bit explain to you like a new world and new things and uh, some things like that you know yeah. because it's not like something new world or things but uh, bureaucracy it's um, in the law it's the moment which like every citizen uh, experience on his own being in his country you know and learning that with the time mm -hmm. and this is also what uh, we are doing so I want to make it like that that I can be productive and uh, travel around Germany and uh, then we'll see maybe around Europe and do something super lovely and interesting over there so So mm -hmm. I would like to see it like that, you know, and I in for the future, for example, I have some connections and people which would like to go to the Kiev or which would like to go to the Western Ukraine and do some activities there, you know, for example, build some concrete skate parks and ramp. There is yeah, some, like a yeah. very nice community from Hanover which could potentially make it and have the old cars and things to do that, you know. And uh, there are so many mm -hmm. good things which you could do in the future. So I just want to focus on the work and make it priorities. And like I try to all the time just keep working and keep doing this. You know, sometimes, I don't know, maybe having really vacation because I'm not living like super chilly. I'm always in the rush. And when I'm on skating, I'm pushing quick, you know, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, but I yeah, saw it, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's Kiev, you know, Kiev made me like this. I'm from the private house, from the lovely garden with the small, tiny like a small lake dogs and this area surrounded by forests and stuff and like Kiev, the city of the concrete metal also parks also cars and uh, like dogs there are a lot pets lovers but the thing is that it's such a different levels and like Ukraine, when you go from the one place to other place, it's like changed so completely. So it's like, I don't know, I l love skateboarding. I love Ukraine. I love Kyiv because of this different diversity, you know, yeah, yeah. And the world is the same, you know, how you cannot like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's something I wanted to ask you is, um, so most people who listen to this podcast are from North America, from Europe. And how would you say that we can help Ukraine or at least we can help maybe you with your skate lessons? And how, how can we help in a more general way? Like how, what's what would you say is a good way to support either Ukraine in general or like the skateboarding community or... Yeah, I, I think I think it depends on the person and uh, it depends how they can support. You know, some some people can support with the only information or only a good like a word. And sometimes it's also needed for people. Some some people can support some organization with uh, because there are so many volunteer organizations. I have so many friends doing so different things by helping people or teaching people uh, yep. to fight in this moment, yeah. you know. And uh, this is the thing that if people have, for example, money and they want exactly to support Ukrainian side, it's so easy. If there is somebody who will listen to this, you can ask me. I can send the good links and the real links for a Ukrainian organization, yeah, for yeah. example. You know, which not about skateboarding, about like caring about kids, about repairing the houses which was built. Because, for example, my friends from Chernihiv, they was going there and building houses 
houses for people because of the Russians which was destroying there mm. on the way, you know, and taking the stuff yeah. from it. Yeah, so I see it something like this, yeah. Okay. Yeah, also, I'm working on that, that uh, I can do something like, uh, also, that I can be as an organization and uh, decide and help and be useful in this area, because uh, many things in the budget way even don't uh, rule by me in this uh, at all, you know, mm -hmm. so... I just like uh, do a lot of things around, but the the law, bureaucracy, bugaltery go in somewhere else. But for example, in the production, all bugaltery sometimes was on me. Also, like I ruled with the bills, with the receipts, like I put it to the list, clayed them, and uh, in the laptops, you know. Mm -hmm. So there is like a difficulties, and uh, if somebody like uh, won't support a skate project or won't support, I don't know personally our school or me they also yeah. can write and t tell it or if there is somebody who wants to support ukraine or even i know the skaters which are in the front line and it's possible to send something for them for example yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah so this is i think would be nice okay we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon i just have one last question and then i have some like friends questions for you that i'll, I'll have okay. you listen to The last question that I usually finish with is like, what would you say is the most valuable lesson that you feel that you've learned through skateboarding? Uh, don't drink and skate. <laughs> okay. Do you have a bad experience from... Uh... I saw people having uh, bad injuries because of oh, that, yeah. like super bad and not skating years. From drinking too much? From drinking too much. Not like drinking too much, just drinking during that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't like drink during uh, skateboarding water juice tea yeah drink <laughs> after the session yeah. <laughs> yeah and after after the session it's also like i don't know i don't drink in right now okay yeah and actually i do not go to the alcohol so much and i don't don't just like it i think it's a drug it like is a, a drug like for a sure nicotine, like a nicotine yeah yeah <laughs> i've actually been sober myself for uh nearly three years now oh nice I haven't drink alcohol like I remember the half or it's like seven months in the way before the war and where, when war happened I could drink like a couple times sometimes one small craft beer or something like that but it was already like you know I wasn't drinking and I started to eat a little bit of sugar and some like a cinnamons breads or something like that but, mm -hmm. but I also was no no eating sugar before like a half of year you know okay. when I was in Istanbul so it's like a change for a while then I quit completely alcohol and was drinking like a water tea vitamins some different stuff massage guns ice on my body all wow. the evenings i put ice on myself because otherwise it hurts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> all right let's finish with the friends questions friends questions yes. yeah it's excited i'm excited <laughs> to hear them <laughs> So the first one is from, I'm probably not going to say his name correctly. I'm very sorry. I think it's Volshara Ilya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understood. Uh, yeah, 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 I understood who it is. Okay. It's a guy from the Dnipro. It's a skateboarder from the Dnipro. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So he said, so Yuri, I noticed that in different periods of your life, you had different images. I remember your profiles with rock music, then it transferred to baggy fits and hip hop. And now you have dyed hair and hippie guy style. <laughs> 
So it's interesting to which culture you are more related to. Hippie, punk, rap, or maybe now your style is made of all your previous styles, basically. I never, never, never had only one uh, music genre which I listen or like one way of the clothes which I like or something like that. I remember I had a problems in the school because it was also not like a so it was already not Soviet, but my classmate was telling me that I need to go home because I was dressed too bright and and how I wanted to be, you know. Yeah. And I was like just hassling with what I had in my parents, my older brother, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, and uh, all of the clothes and just like uh, I don't know because also I'm from the small place. I saw so many movies mm -hmm. and uh, I experienced like cinema deeply and uh, history movies and like uh, books and some some different things and always cultures always clothing was super interesting for me now i like many types of music but i also like some ethno music and i listen it a lot like uh, ethno music sometimes it's uh, arab music sometimes yeah. it's some indian motif music sometimes some japanese music sometimes around the whole world like a uh, french italian spanish latin american music you know i just like love music and i Also, I was writing the lyrics because uh, I played the guitar. When I was a child, I was going to a little bit of school and having solfeggio and stuff. And uh, with the time, I prepared a small album with the lyrics and the melodies, which should be in the future sometimes uh, recorded nicely with the, all of the things which needed there. And sometimes I have some inspiration and I can make some action of the art. Okay. Before I left my apartment, it was like I draw the small painting <laughs> on the silver and just black written, change the game. And this is what I wrote and in that moment left to the airport, you know, and uh, all of this like I experienced after. And I remembering this and thinking like, wow, <laughs> sometimes. All right, let's do the next one. So this one is from uh, Maxim Bulka. Yeah, yeah, it's super nice skateboarder. He organized so many, 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 many lovely events and skate camps. And uh, he is the guy who made like skateboarding atmosphere in all of the events which been done. Yeah. And the last one was uh, so huge one, double, triple, 3000 square meters in the main uh, like a street spot with the huge arch and the view on the whole queue and on the Dnipro nice. and like a 200 riders from around the world so yeah the question so he said some time ago you decided to develop yourself as a pro skater and maybe an artist outside of Ukraine and left the country before the Russian invasion on February 24th How do you think your life and career will be connected with your motherland in the future after Ukraine's victory in this war? Uh, I think that it will be tied so much because my plan was not escape from Ukraine. My plan sure. was use uh, use this world to like do something where I want to do something, you know. And uh, it doesn't matter where I am. I think in in this in this way, when war will happen, my main desire is to come and to 
firstly hug my parents, my grandmother, and my brother, and everybody, my family, my friends, and then like to do all of these like projects which in my head, and I think we, I just need to already start preparing them and thinking what definitely can happen in that moment. So I think we just like need to think about like a short perspective, but also about a little bit longer and build some plans for that, because I definitely want to see skateboarding in Ukraine and I definitely will to try to make something that it can happen in, you know, because in 2014, me and my friend Sergey, we and uh, two of our other friends, uh, we started some fusion project and uh, we filmed like video for 42 minutes with the traveling to Athens, to Croatia, around Ukraine and stuff. And in the, that moment, we also was ordering the boards and other things and selling them cheaper because the shops was selling them so expensive because there were no anybody who skateboarder. And sometimes in Ukraine, you need to hustle with no skateboarders in the industries all the time. And in the future, through production, you could understand how it works. But before, as a skater, it's mm. difficult because it's just other level of the communication mm -hmm. and um, i definitely want to build a skate shop in ukraine i want to see a good skate park indoor skate park because last six years i was skating 70 square meters and yeah, uh, yeah. and I, I i want to see there something bigger yeah i want to see there like a space where you can show like a nice movies and uh, like open space with also could be kind of smoothie bar stuff, you know, yeah. or like a, just a bar or coffee bar or something like that. But with about skateboarding with the warm atmosphere of it, yeah. the magazine inside with the like lamps, uh, which are uh, like making the lights super beautiful. So I, I see so, so many of these things which want to be happen and I just like very 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 hope that uh, it's gonna happen and i will try to do my best in this way and to keep just doing what i'm doing and uh, that's it okay all right this next one is from uh, we mentioned him earlier torsten frank from adidas who made the documentary so he said what didn't you expect from the german skate community that you really liked hmm interesting question <laughs> I like many things. I think the preparation sometimes for skating. I saw in the many of the skaters that they come to the spot with the vision how I sometimes have when you think about all of the concrete, all of the like uh, rolling, roll away, all of the scratches. And if you have them, sometimes you can figure out and do something. So, and one of the things was impressed me so much was like also about the Hanoverian skateboarder Dan, which when he was going to the skate park in Zweier, he got a, this uh, bike with, you know, where cargo bikes with the, mm -hmm. a lot of space. And his preparation for the session was incredible for me in that moment because he was also handled that in the bike, you know, but and with the all type of things for clean, make light, make all, all of the conditions good. So I find this one is very lovely and I like how people sometimes build here. Mm -hmm. It's difficult, I know, but how... German build and how they see the things sometimes it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, he also asked, what do you think is a good thing about the Ukraine skate community that people in Germany could learn from? It's a hospitality and <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's just like I'm just telling not only about the learning, I, I just about uh, the way of the mentality, you know. So and then the one one of the main it's uh, like uh, hospitality and the uh, cheering up on the spots. Okay. Because sometimes when, when tricks done, like a thousand people will like scream <laughs> like that, you yeah. know, and there will be I don't know, like Kiev in this way always had a, such a wild style sometimes. I remember go skateboarding days with like a nearly thousands of skaters like a years ago all of the streets downhill cars are stopped and they don't go everybody filming from the people and from the cars they go away and film these crazy dudes and <laughs> you are there as well you mm -hmm. know you are part of this and uh, i don't know i see i see it uh, that Like maybe like this thing about sometimes uh, to cheering up because it depends on the city where where you at and also depends who skates you know and yeah. it's uh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but Ukrainians are kind hospital and sometimes a little bit uh, loud <laughs> and can be a little bit wild in the good way and like humor and like these things <laughs> perfect. <laughs> All right, so I have just a few last questions. Let's do the first one. Yuri, hey, what's up, man? How are you? Dominic here. So I have some questions for you, bro. Do you had any plans before you came to Germany and what impact did the current situation had on these plans? So what's your impression about Germany? Do you have an opinion about it? And what do you think about Hannover? Let me know any pros and contrasts. So I think about Germany that it's a like a super good infrastructure country with a lot of things which are made for a comfort with the nature and uh, like with the history and uh, own culture, you know, and uh, I don't know. I like it. It's it's a big country and it's a lot of people and uh, you feel the vibe from Kyiv a bit different because in Kyiv you could feel more space around you here. You sometimes you feel that there are more people but it's all right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel for Hanova for example, I feel good because I like this combination of the nature and uh, of the city and how it sometimes looks fresh and uh, not dirty, you know, then is there are not a lot of trash. Also, like Stuttgart, I love Stuttgart for the downhills mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. beautiful views. Bavaria is also super beautiful and full of the nature and things, you know. Yeah, and I like Germany, I like Hanover. I traveled around Germany like enough, been to two seas, to many cities, different cities, on the car, on the trains, and uh, I like Autobahn, like, yeah, it's easy to transport yourself on Autobahn, you know. Okay. Sometimes, you know, some simple things when you're talking like that can amaze me, you know, because sometimes was something just complicated in your life. Just go to the Odessa on the bad road, which takes oh, like yeah. six hours, you know, and you need to figure out sometimes how to make it right. Yeah. So, and the architecture, also the thing which also amazed you. For example, in Europe, there are so many of these banks, you know, like everywhere is banks. In Hanover, there are so nice banks. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Ukraine, if you could find a bank, it would probably be something, you know, under the bridge where you're jumping in, you know, only this oh, kind yeah. of ways, but not not architectural built things uh, sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what was, if you got the first uh, yeah. part of his question, what was the... The first part was, did you have any plans before you came to Germany, and what impact did the current situation have on these plans? 
we talked about it a bit before, but uh, yeah, yeah, I got other plans, and I, my plans were tied with more like a, a little bit production uh, and skateboarding. Right. In, in that moment, like before the war, and I wasn't planning to maybe even li- lived so so much years, you know, and then war just like changed many things and changed the mindset and uh, teach me many things, you know, and also I figure out in the way of the people many things personally for myself, which was important, you know, and uh, it's just like a, a horrible thing, which also shows you some other things, you know, around you and you start to appreciate life and you start to appreciate family and all of your people and just like planet at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's do the two last ones. Let's see. Hey, bro. Even if we talked like a couple of days ago, I just wanted to tell you again that I'm really proud of you for the Adidas video and I'm really looking forward to watching it. And I wanted as well to tell you again and again that I'm proud of you too for what you're doing, for all the refugees, for the kids and for your mates there. Just like keep rocking, really, you true fighter. Anyway... As part of the podcast interview, I just want to ask you one question, which I actually I never asked, is what is the worst skateboarding slam you ever had in your life? I know as skateboarder, like we, we had like shitloads of, of fucking good slams, but what is the worst ever for you? Was it in Germany? Was it in Kiev? Wherever. Anyway, love you and... See you really soon, I hope. Bye. Lovely Tom, my friend from France. Yes, Thomas Girondel. Yeah. He did an article about you, yeah. Yeah, we met first in Kiev. He oh, okay. He's an amazing human being as well. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a ph- photographer, I think. A journalist, yeah, photographer. Yeah, he, he, he was a war journalist in the Donetsk and Luhansk in 2014 when the war started uh, in that region. And then we met accidentally in Kiev in 2018, just skating or stuff. Okay. I had so many injuries, actually, and every my ankle was rolled like um, so many times. Every elbow was hitting so often. This one can hurt like a year sometimes, you know. Yeah, but I think the worst one was the... I was in the skate park, in this tiny indoor skate park, and sometimes these are just you feel not spaces, that you're jumping on something and you want to jump on something huge, but you're jumping on the small rail, you know. Okay. And this was the situation. And when I was jumping to the backseat smith, my like second feet go to the nose and other was step away from the board. And my board, new board with the grip plate hit me up so badly on my both teeth. Oh. And the thing is that I, just for that moment, I mostly made all of the dentist appointments and the dentist just a week ago said, oh, your teeth are so perfect. <laughs> you know? Damn. <laughs> and this, it was pretty disaster what was happening and how they fixed this problem and uh, I was wearing the thing two weeks but I cannot say that it was the worst it was stressy it was shocky but it was only two weeks yeah and uh, the worst was like when I couldn't skate two months and it was like because of my knee injury and actually I think I got lucky 
and I didn't uh, break anything, but I make intention so big that two months I couldn't really skate and I needed rehabilitation. Oh, yeah. And uh, in that moment, I also got in touch with one Thai massage guy, old, like a 50 years old guy, which looks like a Viking, you know, <laughs> with the like a bald head and tattoos, beard, but the massage and his way to the rehabilitation and knowledge what in his head was incredible for me. And he just explained <laughs> me how I need to fix the things sometimes. And I just like started to do many of these movements as well, you know, and swim and to do special like acrobatical movements and to do some special movements for like rolling your like a body and your main thing which hold you, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you can be all the time like a super flexible and prepared for everything and like, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I really can do parkour. Yeah. <laughs> But it's funny because I, I never was trying that only for fun, maybe once. Yeah, parkour is pretty gnarly. It can be pretty gnarly, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw many, many of people doing so crazy things. All right, let's do the very last one. Are you more a panda who likes to eat sugar cane? Or are you actually more like a cat who needs to be cuddled? Would you rather hang out in Ikal Beach or Moroable? And thirdly, your last meal of your life, what would it be? Vareniki or Sarniki? So you recognize the voice, I assume? Yeah, it's Angelina. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. So I think the food will be definitely Vareniki. And Vareniki will be with cabbage and with blueberry, both types. Is that a, a Ukrainian traditional meal? Yeah, yeah I, I had never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of special dumplings, which made with cabbage inside and blueberry inside. And those are sweet dish and that one uh, like a just a dish, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they both go with the sour cream. But on that one, which is with the blueberry, you can add a little bit, maybe some sugar on top, you know, or something on top, the uh, vanilla on top or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Okay. So it definitely will be Vareniki. And there were a question, Morohable or uh, Ikal. Ikal Beach, yeah, I think she said. Ikal, Ikal Beach. Ikal Beach I will choose, definitely. In this way, it's a very lovely place in Tulum, in Mexico, incredible. Oh, in Mexico, okay. Lovely atmosphere there and uh, this tropical vibe and real vibe, you know. Sometimes I was traveling to some destinations, not like uh, only Germany. For example, I've just been to France just like last year. Yeah, and I, was I saw being, that. Yeah. But, but being in, in Saudi Arabia, for example, or being somewhere else, you know. And in Mexico, I felt something similar to Ukraine as well mm -hmm. in the way of the kind of how it's going, you know, how the life just going and, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, yeah. What's the other place she mentioned? It's so Icalbich, the other one is Morohable. Mo uh, Morohable is the Fuerteventura and it's a tiny, tiny town there in this uh, like a not super big island in Canarian. Oh, okay. Canary, Canary Islands. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the island where is the like I think maybe hundreds of thousands of people or 200,000 of people. And uh, yeah, we've been there actually. First time I've been there, it was uh, on the new year last year. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. 
And yeah, the, the first question I, I wrote it down. It said she said, "Are you more a panda <laughs> who likes to eat sugarcane, or more like a cat who needs to be cuddled?" <sighs> I think I'm a cat. <laughs> I, I I got a cat, and I very lo love uh, my cat with whom I was living yeah. in my apartment. Yeah, yeah, and I I like cats. You know, actually, she asked for for the panda because I subscribe now on someone animal uh, okay. like. Uh, page and there is a, every evening there is a, some stories about the panda and that everything is all right with this panda and they just like eating you know <laughs> something and it's just okay. like so lovely when you just in evening the uh, you just accidentally take the phone and there is a whole screen of the panda <laughs> so adorable that it excites you <laughs> like okay <laughs> all right well that's it yeah thank you so much So as a conclusion, I would like actually to say thank you to all of great people on my way, to all of the people who were sending and bringing the humanitarian so we could help other people and deliver it in Europe, in Ukraine, to skate brands, to skate shops and distributions, which also supported in this uh, moment. And uh, like for 24-7 distribution, which bring 30 skateboards and treasure team, which reach out for our classes and our kids. So they supported everybody with complaints and some clothes for deluxe distribution, which sends a lot of support to bring it to Ukraine and to support people who are in Europe and facing the troubles with not having the stuff or skating. So I would like to say thank you for Anedas, which also supported our kids with the shoes and uh, bringing some peace in the war time. So I see it very like good when people build some communication and do some great projects together and trying to help to other people or to teach other people and uh, then we can just do and share what we can share and uh, many people will be happy because of it and i wish like that this war will finish as soon as possible and that we can do some projects in ukraine and uh, we can also like i personally want to be useful in this way so i hope that uh, we can cooperate and uh, work and somehow find the solutions how we can handle something and literally do something in this situation so thank you quentin for having me and for doing your work with uh, interviewing of everybody wish you a uh, good luck and uh, thank you again peace to ukraine peace to whole world yes that's thank absolutely. you very much that's it for my conversation with yuri follow him on instagram at jurassic j-u-r-a-s-s-i-c-k Go watch the short documentary Pushing Saves by Torsten Frank about Yuri's work at Gleis DSK Park in Hanover, as well as some of his recent filming missions. I'll put some links up on my Linktree page to some organizations recommended by Yuri to help Ukrainian people in need of assistance. Thank you for tuning in. See you soon for a new episode of Beyond Boards. Beyond Boards.